Congratulations to Andy Webster, the winner of our little game of deception, Two Truths and a Lie. Today, we will follow up from our last episode and explore the whys to the 2020 nosedive influencer marketing has taken, and whether or not it will come back in the future. This is Shadoof. Welcome to Shadoof, the place where business research and entertainment make a baby in your mind. We will show you common trends you'll want to leave behind. It happens. Welcome everyone to another episode of Shadoof. I'm your host Weston Smith here with head of research Dustin Harding and our fellow research scientist Lauren Silva. How's it going guys? It's going good. Good. It's good. Do you know what we get to do first? What do we get to do first Weston? First, what we get to do is absolve ourselves of, of the guilt that we've been living with for the past two weeks. I've been waiting so long. I know. It's been really weighing down on me. I know, I know. We we told two truths and a lie. Each of us told a lie, and now we get to admit, we get to come clean. <sighs> Starting with Dustin. All right, so here were my three statements. Uh, number one, I dropped a weight on my hand at the gym a few months ago, fracturing Busted my finger. finger wide open. Two, I co-starred in a theater production with Christopher Lloyd. And number three, I flunked out of high school only later during my PhD. So the lie is that I dropped a weight on my hand at Ooh. the gym. That's a lie. I dropped a weight on my phone and crushed my phone. That's right. And, uh, you know, someone else here may or may not have dropped a weight on their actual finger who, and fractured who dropped and a weight on their finger? their finger? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a not fun. Weston got to witness that, it was crushing right my there. finger open when... Watching Dustin the blood is... just gush out. It was disgusting. Yes. Will haunt my dreams. I like shook my hand too because I thought I just hurt it a little bit. Yeah, and yeah you were just trying great. to do the Taylor Swift shake it off thing, you know. Shake exactly. It off. But <laughs> turned out that that just, you know, caused Can't... blood to splatter all over the gym. <laughs> Can't shake off a fracture in two places, that's for sure. Oh. This, is, this is a pretty, sorry guys, we should have put a graphic warning on this. Graphic warning. <laughs> the other two were truths. So, so you met Christopher Lloyd, I... which just makes me. Green with envy. Yeah, we were. I was in Oliver. I played Oliver, and he and he was Fagin, in that wonderful musical production. So it's good. So he's a uh, cool guy. He's way cool. Way cool so guy. So lucky. Back when I was a wee one and had a soprano voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so and then uh, number three is also true. I flunked out of high school. Flunked out of high school. Flunked That's out. crazy. Man. I just didn't. I had other priorities. Didn't really care about school. And didn't think I ever would care about school until the economy crashed in 2008. And then I thought, well, maybe school could be good. And then I just kept doing more and more school. You didn't think college was something that you'd, you'd go into at, at one point in your life? And yeah, I didn't have the self-confidence, really, oh, like, yeah. you know, I, after everything. But, but then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. You're going to going to prove myself. And, uh, yeah, so my father-in-law jokes that I should write a book one day from GED to PhD. I like it. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know of anyone who, who's done that. I mean, I'm sure there's some people, but. Yeah. It's like a great origin story. Yeah. 
Speaking of, if you want to purchase the book, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're taking pre-orders. <laughs> We're taking pre-orders right now. <laughs> okay, moving on to Lauren. Okay, so my three statements were, the first one was that we had put a petting zoo in my high school quad as our senior prank. My second is that I've never gotten a speeding ticket. And my third was that I ended up in Taylor Swift's top 1% of listeners after only using Spotify for six months last year. I think number three is hands down true. It is hands down true. I love Taylor Swift. That's crazy. (laughs) 1%. How do you do that? I mean, you're competing against 10-year-olds there, and that's impressive. You're competing with (laughs) 10-year-olds. How dare you? With Taylor Swift fans who, like, how do you, like... As much as you would love Taylor Swift, how do you get into the top one percent? I listen She's to a, a lot fan. of Taylor. I listen to a lot of music in general. Yeah, like most of my time, most of my days is it's playing some listening. sort of music, mm-hmm. and so Taylor Swift ends up on there pretty often. I. It's, it's pretty cool. I love Ta- I love Taylor Swift. You're the you're the Taylor Swift fan of all fans. She should send or you. You're at least in the one percent. She should send you an autographed gift. Honestly, you know, that you would, deserve that, right? E- even just like, even like, just being recognized on the internet yeah. would be awesome. But no, one of my little cousins, she's so cute. She always calls me when she listens to a new Taylor Swift song, and she's like, "Lauren, I love this song." And the other day, she was like, "I'm gonna find a way for you to meet Taylor Swift." I'm like, "Oh." I think Taylor Swift listens to the podcast. So. Uh, well, of course. She- Shout out to Taylor Swift. We've got a fan here who would love to meet you. So if you ever want to come on, then. But so my lie was that I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Never gotten a speeding ticket. I, I have gotten two, but I always think they're going to let me off because they start talking to me like they're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna we're going to teach you a lesson here. And they give me a ticket. Not in a mean way, but like in a... In, a in like a year so young. I think it's because I also look younger than I am. Way. I look younger than I am too. Like when I got in a car accident, they thought I was like 17, 18. But it's like, no, I'm 24. But like, <laughs> I'll let you think that I'm that young. So it's like, let's teach teach this teenage girl a lesson about yeah. not speeding and oh, nice. so I usually get a ticket when I get pulled over for speeding and darn it she never learns that lesson <laughs> she doesn't learn <laughs> could be could be worse could, be, could worse. be worse but yeah we did put a petting zoo in my high school quad as a senior prank we were there so, so early and brought the animals in and we put chickens in some of our teachers classrooms and took some of the things they needed to like start their computers for class it's my turn okay so my number one statement was that I broke the same bone five times, which is my lie. That's your That's lie. my lie, you guys. I have not broken a bone in my body because growing up I was gutless when everyone was, you know, doing cool, you know. Ninja, cl- star nin- jumps. Yeah. Kickflips on skateboards. Trying cool <laughs> stuff. I was just like, ah, I'm, I'm okay to just stay home and not do those things. I was, I was a coward, so I never risked my physical well-being uh, to do something cool. Uh, yeah. And so then my, so then my other statements were true that I've been to, I've been to many countries. I've been to 15 countries. That's awesome. Yeah. It was fun. And also I did do balloon twisting at restaurants for tips as a side job to get through college. So that's awesome. So I do that and I have that skill. I, I don't know what to do with it anymore, (laughs) but I can still do it. And in fact, I got you guys. I made a little something for you. Oh. This is for Lauren. 
Oh, it's a little butterfly. It's a little butterfly. It's a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm trying to do the. <laughs> I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> This is so fun. Isn't that just so cute? I would never know how to do this. I can make one of the dogs, though. We learned that in, like, my eighth grade um, science class. I don't know why we did, but we learned it in there, how to make oh. dog balloons. Yeah, that's great. Dustin? Oh, wow. I got you a little monkey oh. in a tree. That's awesome. It's a monkey in a tree hat. Is it a hat? It's a hat. You can wear it as a hat, or you can just stand it up. I don't know if it'll fit it will my... Fit. Uh, I'm pretty sure it will fit. It'll fit my... This is amazing. I will now wear this hat through the duration of the of podcast, podcast episode. That's wonderful. Now that I've gotten this childish hobby of mine out there, and let's uh, let's talk about some serious stuff today about a follow-up from what we talked about in our last podcast episode, where we talked about, and this is why we did the two truths and a lie, authenticity. We were talking about influencers and how influencer marketing has dropped significantly, according to a Forbes article. Yeah, so this this Forbes article, it references some some research that shows that, if, especially for macro influencers, their ROI has dropped about 21%. That's, so it's, that's uh, a lot. it's crazy. It's influencers across the board, but especially macro through, t- through the year 2020. Through the year 2020. So there could be some significance with the pandemic. So according to our research that we were conducting with the influencer, if you guys remember from last episode, uh, we we were unable to get our influencer research to replicate. We wanted to revisit it. We wanted to explore it more because we had these significant findings. And then all of a sudden, it just... Nada. It was a wash. Yep. So the question is, these... Is, is this a trend that will last? Did, right. did kind of 2020 speed this process up like it has with all kinds of other things? And is this something that's going to stick? And people have kind of seen behind the influencer curtain. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not buying this anymore. I'm not influenced anymore by these people. I'm done with that. Or, or is it just a temporary trend? And once we start getting past this pandemic, we're going to revert back to our ways and say like, oh, I love following these influencers and they recommend great things. And I'm, I'm really affected by their recommendations. When we're reminded of contagious disease and contagion period, it affects the way we behave. It, it affects the way we see things. And um, right. we found this article published in May of last year in the Journal of Consumer Research titled Disgusted and Afraid, Consumers' Choices Under the Threat of Contagious Disease. Uh, That was very timely on how being reminded of contagious disease impacts our shopping behavior. So this article, pretty much what they see is uh, and what they what they demonstrate in their experiments, they ran experiments very similar to the type of experiments we, we do. They either asked people to read an article about a contagious disease like the flu or something else. And some of them were like heart disease or something that's not contagious. Okay. Um, and what they found is that when somebody is reminded of a contagious disease, it increases their, their preference toward known familiar products. Okay. Something Uh, that they've used before. Yeah. So it deters them from doing something new, from purchasing something new. Okay. And we kind of saw this through COVID things, random things like toilet paper, uh, you know, these, these really like known familiar products, all of a sudden they were off the shelves. Yeah. So what they do is they use these findings to help explain what was going on in, in people's shopping behavior through COVID. Okay. So let me ask you this. 
when the participants read this, was this pre-COVID? Was this study done pre-COVID or was this during the pandemic? The online version was published like right in the near the beginning of COVID, I think okay. May of last year. So kind of, I don't know, either they cranked this out or it was just very timely that they happened to be studying this and then they finished it really quick to get it out in a timely manner. But if it came out at the beginning of of COVID, don't you think the research was conducted before then? Likely. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. And, and so that led us to what we wanted to do is we wanted to take that, okay. uh, th- those findings and say, okay, does re- being reminded of contagion, which we all were constantly reminded of ca- contagion through, through, the, through the COVID pandemic, does that impact our willingness to listen to influencers and to buy what they're pushing forward? So there was this research about how contagion affects our purchasing decisions just in general. Right. And we thought, hey, this could closely relate to our influencer study. Yeah, so that's exactly what we were kind of thinking. So then we decided to run some research of our own. One of the studies in that discussed it in a Freight article, they had had a condition where they just read like a regular article that didn't introduce contagion or anything like that. So for one of our groups... We cho- we'd use that same article. It was just about Instant Pots. But then in our contagion group, um, we had them read an article about COVID just because we've been going through COVID and everything. So we decided that's the contagion we wanted to use because we've been looking and seeing how, you know, maybe COVID's the reason that that influencers haven't had, you know, that same amount of influence impact is because of we've been going through this pandemic. So after they had read one of those two articles, then the participants were shown either a hammock that they were recommended, either it was coming from one of their friends or it was coming from an influencer. So they were asked, you know, how likely they would be to purchase purchase one of these hammocks depending on who it came from so those were our different conditions and we wanted to do this because it's it, we're, we're trying to tease out okay is is covid Im- impacting influencers right so so we had influencers but if we would have fa- seen a difference there we wouldn't know if it, this was just general product recommendations or if it were influencer recommendations and so we added this hey well what if it's a friend that recommends it not necessarily an influencer okay does that make sense yeah Okay. What we found, not exactly what we thought. Influencer, once again, was uh, disappointing. The pandemic, in this case, did not impact their likelihood of buying a product that was uh, pushed by an influencer. So whether they read something about the pandemic or whatever else, they still weren't interested in taking the recommendation of the influencer. Right. There was no significant difference there. Okay. Um, There was, however, a difference uh, for the friend recommendation, which was surprising to us. For the friend recommendation, they were less likely to go with the recommendation if they were reminded of COVID before. Really? Yeah, which was really interesting. So one, one thing that we learned from this is... Maybe COVID isn't necessarily impacting influencers as much as we thought, mm. but it's kind of it's speeding up this trend of influencers being exposed. Right. There was already something there that influencers didn't have as much effect on, on people's purchasing choices before the pandemic, and the pandemic just sort of accelerated that. Yeah. And so, and so people are just kind of over it. Yeah, could be, could okay. be. But uh, what would probably likely be the case, though, is if an influencer was promoting an unfamiliar product, mm. um, something that was just, you know, a new type of innovative product, and people were, were reminded of COVID, 
They, you know, in that case, right. th- there might be there might be differences there. This was a hammock, like a you know pretty standard product, but. But yeah, so there were no differences there. But the question we 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 were expecting kind of the opposite, right? right. It, it, difference for for influencer and no difference for friend recommendation. Yeah. But then we started wondering like why would this be the case? And it, it kind of dawned on us that perhaps the reason that this was the case is because an influencer there's there's no chance of catching a contagious disease from an influencer when you see their post online. If you're just yeah. on social media. But but maybe what was going on here is that individuals were imagined being with this friend in person. And in that case, okay. there could be a chance of catching a contagious disease if if you're there in person. Right. Which which led us to to think, okay, if this this is our hypothesis that the reason why this happened was an influencer, you're not in their presence, there's no chance of catching a disease there. Yeah. But when you're in person there is, and so it decreases your your the likelihood of you going through with that recommendation. Okay. It kind uh, of approximates the threat yeah. and you're like, uh, I don't want to buy anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even listening to anything you say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, so that led us to the next study where we wanted to test this hypothesis. For this follow-up study to kind of test these, test this hypothesis that we had, um, we really wanted to make it m- well known to the participants whether or not they were interacting with this person in person or if it was like over the phone. Right. Because from the study before, we didn't like we don't know what they were imagining. We just said you get a recommendation from a friend, and we don't know if the participants were imagining like, oh, I'm talking to them on the phone, or they're texting me, or something like that. So we wanted to see if. So our theory, if I'm correct, was that. If they're affected by talking about a contagious disease and in person that kind of bring, makes the threat more real, then we want to make sure that that's the reason why. And so we want, so you're saying that we we wanted to clarify whether they were in person or not. Yeah, exactly. Because we can we can speculate about right. what they might have thought in that first study if right. whether or not they were with, like you said, with the friend in person, whether it's over text kind of thing. Yeah. So we can just we can kind of speculate and guess. But so that's why we ran this second study so we could really actually test it out and say one way or another. Cool. You know, it's because they saw them in person if that showed you know decreased impact. So we had them still read those same two articles, the one either about the Instant Pot or the one about COVID. But then we decided to take a like a sales approach to this one. Okay. And so they were still recommended the same product, a hammock, but they were either told to imagine they were being recommended this or sold this by a door-to-door salesman or someone who was doing phone sales. So it's very clear whether or not you're actually like seeing this person gotcha. face to face. And so that was our, that was the different conditions that we use. And then, you know, same thing, ask them, you know, purchase intention, things like that. Wow. Okay. Well, what did we find out? And this time it's completely unexpected. Just kidding. <laughs> You're getting you're getting a sense of the process, you know. We take our findings, we see what we can pull from that, and then it just it basically creates a new, a new study, a new question, right? So this is it's really cool. It's a fun process. But totally joking, these ones were expected. That's great. <laughs> this one, this Good. Time, this time we got it down. Finally. <laughs> so 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 we, it's like progress with something that has to do with social media influencer research. Yeah, Seriously. go team. Hey. <laughs> Granted, we did take influencers out of this, and it's sales focused. But hey, you know. But it was to answer a question. It's answer the right? question, and and we did find that. Okay, so if if the the sale was going on over the phone, 
being reminded of COVID didn't have any impact okay. on on the likelihood that, of them purchasing this this hammock. Really, uh, but on the other hand, if it was at at home, door to door, it had a marginally significant impact on on how much they're willing to pay uh, for the 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 hammock. Okay, so specifically. Um, being reminded of COVID decreased how much they're willing to pay by 26%. Wow. Wow. So, wow. So if you're going, if you're doing door-to-door sales through the pandemic, of course, it's not going to be good. But right. but also any type of in-person sales, um, when somebody's living through a pandemic yeah. or, or there's these reminders of contagious disease, it, it can uh, really hurt your ability to sell. Rest in rest in peace to the summer sales bros this summer. May they may they be okay. Just try not to bring it up. Don't talk about it. But it's hard because there's it all is. these reminders. It's, it's a topic because, at hand, right? It's, you meet with customers, and what are you? You're wearing a mask, right? Which is an automatic reminder of what, trigger, what's going on, right? It's, it's a yeah. So, so anyway, there, there's these constant reminders, right? And so so hopefully. That, of course, we could see as as COVID continues to, those rates continue to decrease and in-person sales should should go back to normal. Yeah. Okay. So we might see, we might see a little bit of a, a bump back because we're not thinking about a contagious disease all the time, every day. Yeah. One, one thing that, that would be really interesting is to look at, you know, we'll see if we run this study. I really wanted to over the weekend and just got busy but but it'd be interesting to see okay does this does this map on to uh in work scenarios as well so if you're working in person and you have a colleague that gives a suggestion are you less likely to go with that suggestion if you're reminded of covid Mm. versus if you're uh if you're talking to someone through zoom or microsoft teams right Uh, and they give a suggestion um maybe maybe the the pandemic doesn't impact your willingness to listen to those suggestions in that scenario. That would be interesting because then it would be like, because I can see it going both ways. Like, yeah. oh, well, they're at work already. So, you know, so they're already there in person. It's not like someone's coming in to give you a recommendation or something. So they're already there. So you already have that premise set. And then they give you a recommendation. Do you listen or do you not? Or is it the fact that they're talking to you? You're like, uh, you're not giving it your full open-minded attention. It'd be interesting to see, too, if if the participants, whether or not they worked at home through the pandemic or if they went back into the office once they're allowed to, yeah. how that might also change their perceptions as they go through the study. Yeah. And whether they did that, whether they opted for that or whether they yeah. whether they wanted to or not, or yeah. whether it was just like the, the office expectation or, or whether it was just or, or whether it was just the, the office's decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. So we have a place, we have somewhere that this could still go. So you might be hearing some more about this, depending on depending on what we uh, find from our next series of, of studies that we run on this. So that's really cool. And we always like that. We always like when there's when there's more places to go with it. I think that about does it for today. We have found this really interesting. And and speaking of you know, follow-up studies. Our next episode is actually going to be a follow-up on our um, the the leadership study that we did with uh, leadership 
and vulnerability. That's right. So, so uh, we we had all kinds of different questions. Like, for instance, can a can a female leader be vulnerable versus a male leader? How does how does that change things? And and when is it just not really a good situation to be vulnerable? Does it? What are what are those bounds? Um, and so so we we've been doing all kinds of research there. And we'll be talking about that in the next podcast. Yeah, so we're way excited for that. That's going to be cool. So stay tuned. We're even probably going to have a special guest on with us for the next for the next podcast as we talk about those kinds of things in, in a, more of a leadership. You know, they have some real world experience that we want to we want to see if there's any application there or anything. So that'll be it for today. Thank you for listening. Shadoof is sponsored by the Woodbury School of Business. We thrive on interaction, so please like, follow, comment, subscribe on your favorite social media platforms, or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Shadoof Podcast.